0: Today, really, that's the thought. We want to talk a little bit about what God's done last year. But I want to also see what God can do this year as well. As I was contemplating the vision over the last few months, I kind of just shared what was on my heart a couple months ago, the week before. I got the privilege and honor of becoming the pastor here at Grandview Baptist Church. I thank God for Brother Mucher being willing to help spur that in me, to share that with the church. I've had several months to kind of think about this, contemplate it, and thankfully we've been able to implement a lot of this already, but really want to read some scripture today that I believe will show what we're trying to accomplish. also want us to see what God has done this year in lives of people, and I want us to see how maybe you could take that next step in your Christian walk. Maybe you can be challenged by some of the testimonies given and say, that's me, I need to do that. Maybe others can sit here and say, wow. I want to be a part of that. I want to help someone else take that next step in their Christian walk. And that's really the thought and the heartbeat today. Acts in chapter 14, verse 21, the Bible says, And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. And that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. And when they had ordained them elders in every church, and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord, on whom they believed. Lord, we sure do love you. Thank you for loving us. You sure are a great God. We come to you this morning realizing we need you. We're in desperate need of you. Lord, we're just but flesh. Lord, we're just a group of people that have given their lives to you and want you to do a work. I want you to continue to use us to fulfill your great commission. We want to do our part here in the corner of Leland and 213, and we want to impact this area for Christ. We want to impact our country for Christ, our world for Christ, and the little ways we can. Lord, as we learned this, this morning, Lord, some pastoral policies that Paul shows us that we can implement in our lives. Lord, and we can see the results of when we do and what happens. And we can see when we all get apart how much more can be accomplished for your cause. I pray you'll be with the children in the nursery and the teen department right now. I pray that you'll be with, uh, Lord, uh, uh, everyone watching online and, Lord, everyone who is serving today. I just pray that you'll know they'll know that you love them. And I pray that you'll work through us like only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. The story is told of a man who happened... Upon a wooden bucket, he was walking down the road, and he had a young man with him. It was a long, hot day, and their mouths were dry, and they were looking for a cold glass of water from the dipper there in the, the well. And as they walked by, they saw the well, they walked up to it, only to find that the bucket had been left out. It had been dry and parched, and the slats had drifted apart. Really making the bucket like a strainer and completely useless. And as the young man looked at that bucket, just disgusted, thinking, oh, if someone would have been such a lazy bum and a jerk, I could have had some nice cold water right now. He took off, but the older gentleman stayed and took the bucket and threw it in the well. The younger man thought, why would you do that? Why would you waste your time? That makes no sense. They kept on walking. They got to their end of their journey. They spent a couple of days, got their business done, and they both headed back at the same time. And about the time they came upon the well, they were thirsty and dry and hot once again. And the young man thought, oh, I wish that bucket was whole because I could get a nice drink of water right now. But he just kept on plodding along. But the older gentleman slipped over and went to the well and started cranking it up. And about that time, the younger man stopped and thought, what a fool. Why is he even wasting his time, his energy? We need to conserve what we have to get to where we're going. But he saw that bucket come out completely full and no water leaking out. You see, the water had hydrated the slats and had made them uh, bulge a little bit to fit back where they needed to be. That younger gentleman got to enjoy some good, clean water. He was refreshed. And the older gentleman reminded him that it was the water that made all the difference in that bucket. May I say this morning, that Grandview Baptist Church this year has tried to do that same thing. Throw as many buckets in the water of life, Jesus Christ, as we could. We have tried to point as many people to Jesus Christ as we can. We tried to lead them on their journey of faith and allow them to get connected in church and get in discipleship maybe and, 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 and own it for themselves and want to help be a part of declaring the gospel. And that's what we see here in Acts in chapter number 14. The Bible says, and when they had preached the gospel, we see Paul declared the gospel. Peter Paul taught the gospel. He connected people to Christ. We see the Bible says exhorting them to continue confirming the souls. We see the discipleship came and then we see the claiming. The Bible says that they commended, they they ordained elders in the church and had prayed with fasting. They commended them to the Lord and they believe. We see a group of people who become fully discipled and get a part of the Great Commission. That's what we try to do this year. But this vision this year is simply, it's pretty simple. It's simply this, continue. The Bible says continue. Continue to declare. Declaring wasn't just last year, even though we're thankful for those who heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and were saved. But we must continue to declare the gospel. We must continue to connect people to Jesus Christ. We must continue to disciple people. We must continue to help them claim it as their own and want to be a part of the mission and want to be a part of the Great Commission of Jesus Christ. Paul leaves Antioch and Silas having been commissioned by the church there in Acts 13, 1 through 3. They travel to Cyprus, Silas' hometown, declaring the gospel. They go to Perga, then they go to Iconium, and a small church, a small group starts there, and then and Antioch, and Poseida, and then on to Lystra, and now they find themselves in Derby, and Paul is just doing what he's done at every city. And we see, we pick up the story in verse 21, the Bible says, And when they had preached the gospel to that city, we see Paul was active at declaring the gospel. And I want us to continue to be active and declaring the gospel this year. Paul was concerned with the world getting the gospel. He'd started with the Jews, and then he found out the Gentiles were interested. He found out that everybody wanted to know of all kinds, of all races, of all ethnic groups, of all walks of life, they loved to hear about what Jesus Christ had done for them on Calvary. And may I say, we must not just be focused on our Jerusalem, on all Judea, on all Samaria, But may we continue to be focused on the whole world as Paul was. We see this morning that we had four new missionaries this year that we were able to take on at our church. Added to the over 70 we already had. That's not counting the additional many national pastors we support who are starting and planting churches all over the world. We got to go on a missions trip to Honduras and got to see many people accept Christ as their Savior. And that's what Paul's mission was, not just to reach Jerusalem, but to reach the whole world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what was that gospel? First Corinthians 1 verse 23, But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. He goes on in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand. And he gives the gospel that Christ died for our sins. Why did Christ die for our sins? The Bible says, for all have sinned. The Bible says, there is none righteous, no, not one. Wherefore, as by one man sinned into the world, and death by sin, so death pass upon all men, for that all have sinned. Do you realize this morning that Jesus Christ was crucified for your sin, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Do you understand this morning that the penalty of your sin is death and hell? I don't know about you, but when I found that out, I was very shook as a kid. I did not want to have to go to hell to pay for my sin. But that's where I was headed. Not because that's where Jesus wanted me to go. But because that is what happens when you uh, 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 sin, you become estranged unto God. You become unconnected from God. And therefore the gulf is... Too far to span on your own. You try to do good works. You try to do good things. But you cannot go far enough because the wages of sin is death. I'm thankful today, though, as Paul says, that Christ was crucified. He died for our sins. He was buried and rose again. Do you realize this morning, but God commended his love toward us. And that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. His precious blood that was shed covers our sin. Not only did he die, but he was powerful enough because he was God to raise from the dead and conquer death, hell, and the victory. I'm thankful this morning as Paul preached today, we also can preach that Jesus Christ was crucified for your sins and mine. There must come a time in your life when you call upon him, Lord, shall be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Do you understand that? Do you believe that? Do you want to accept Christ in your life today? That's what Paul preached. And may I say, that's what we've sought to do time and time again this year through our church-wide outreach, our bus ministry. Our church-wide outreach last week and bus ministry and services, we saw 15 people accept Christ as their Savior just last Sunday that we know of. I think of the men's outreach that so faithfully every week goes out and shares their faith. I think of our teen soul winning our soul winning marathons. I think of our special days and events. Our Christmas and Easter programs. Our pumpkin Sunday. Our tailgate Sunday. Our trunk retreat. Our big day we had several times in Sunday school. Our back to school Sunday. Our grandparents day. Our veterans day. Our mothers day. Every single one of those days. Somebody came to Christ those weekends. Almost every Sunday this year someone came to Christ. Why? Because we declared the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you today that we want to continue to do that. We have several new opportunities this year to do that, and that will be the ladies' outreach we're looking to start this year connected with our ladies' service ministry. Uh, Brother Cameron is going to be starting gap outreach for our young adults. I think of our youth explosion and the hunt that will be happening. I've asked Brother TJ to come up here and, and give us a quick synopsis of what that is. Some of you may know what that is. Some of you may not the TJ, are you here? Come on up here. And I want him to share just briefly what our youth explosion is and what the hunt is. I believe you're going to get excited and see what God could do this year.
1: Uh, thank you, Pastor Justin. He asked me to talk about a couple events we've done in the past. Of course, if you've not been here uh, since 2022, these events are new for you. Uh, we have run a teen youth explosion. And basically what that is, it is a public school outreach. It's evangelistic. And we had done it for... Uh, I believe 11 years in a row. Uh, In 2020, uh, it was uh, March 11th was our Wednesday night. We had gone Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. On Wednesday night, we had 440 teenagers here on the bottom level. Uh, I would say probably over 200 of those young people had had either never been in a church building, brand new, Uh, I always love it, they come in never having walked into church. Uh, We go to the public schools all the way from Woodburn to outskirts of Portland, inviting both junior hires and high schoolers to come. And, of course, we promote thousands of dollars worth of prizes, and many times they come for that, uh, but they leave getting to hear a clear presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, Wednesday night, we had 440 in here. We had, I think, 70 young people walk an aisle uh, and trust Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And so that was an amazing thing. And it was that Wednesday night that it came out with no meetings of uh, more than 250 and I said, well, praise the Lord, we got done right right in time. And uh, so we have not been able to do it since. We're hoping to do that this March. And uh, we have seen one, one year we had over 500 young people show up on a, on a night. Uh, and, and 100, I think it was over 100 young people got saved just in one service, just in one service. And so we're looking forward to doing that again in March. Uh, and then, of course, what we call the hunt. Uh, we've had years. Uh, I think the last time we were able to do that was 2019. Uh, around Easter time, we will, we will go to local parks, uh, and basically we'll put on an Easter egg candy hunt, uh, it's less Easter eggs, more candy. And, uh, we set up the fields for the young people and we will go out and flyer the neighborhoods around, uh, and tell them at the park, we're having, uh, kids and Easter eggs for all, all the children. And we have done that. Uh, one year we reached over 10,000 people, uh, at those different park services, Uh, Running those parks, we ran those all over the state of Oregon. It felt like Uh, we were even doing Easter parks in uh, Salem. Uh, And you say why? To share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And every person that comes uh, before they before they get the candy, they are a captive audience. Okay, those kids want that candy, and we make sure the adults uh, and the teenagers and the children that are there get to hear a clear presentation of the gospel and the true meaning of Easter and why we celebrate it, and then they go get the candy and go crazy, and uh, so we've had a wonderful time with that, we, we will be doing a few parks here in the local city, and it's twofold, of course evangelistic first and foremost, uh, but people have had wonderful experiences at those, and you will hear people talk about Grandview Baptist Church because they came and their kids got candy and were spoiled, and so it's also uh, great just for our community to do those as well, and that takes money, it takes manpower, uh, but the rewards in heaven we reap from those two events uh, far outweigh the cost that we will give and the time that we will put into that. And uh, so those are two things we haven't done in almost three years. uh, And so we're looking forward to doing those uh, this year.
0: Thank you, Brother TJ. I appreciate that. Yeah, give him a hand. Did a good job. And uh, I know all of our staff could talk this morning. We just don't have the time. But I thank God for every single one of them. Getting so involved from the school, the church, every single one of them, um, you know, I, I have to say we're going to be sharing some videos here in a little bit. Um, Brother Cameron has just spent hours, hours doing that, and uh, so that we could be blessed this morning. But I thank God for our staff. Uh, the one last thing I wanted to mention before we do that is uh, this year we had over fifteen hundred people come to our trunk or treat, and we want to have a special day on that next Sunday where we put a flyer in every single one's hand and invite them to come to what we're going to call an open house Sunday. It'll be a pretty normal Sunday, but we're going to have donuts and coffee for them. But we want this to be a day where they can be have an opportunity to come back and once again hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're thankful for the opportunity that Paul shows us to declare the gospel. Everywhere he went, he preached the gospel. And may we be a church that continues to preach the gospel. And this morning, I want us to see... How we preach the gospel this year, how it impacted lives, and we want to hear their stories this morning.
2: What I remember is we had kind of talked to our neighbor who attends Grandview, and his kids attend the school. So he had told us he goes to a great church down the road. If you're we interested in going, it's a great right place. We might really enjoy it. I came to Grandview during COVID when the parking lot services started. I actually had heard a lot about Grandview from several members at the church and decided to get out of the house and get around people even if we had to sit in our cars
3: we live in an apartment complex so um, the bus would come and pick up other kids in the complex and they were always uh, trying to get our kids to come on the bus with them to church
4: so originally we uh, we were looking for a, a school for our grandson they started going to church, and he got accepted into the school. And then so they're like, uh, uh, Mom and Dad, you guys really need to come check it out. It's a great church. And so the first time we came was for the Christmas uh, a event, the program, yeah. program that you guys had going.
3: Well, I was um, kind of just raised in a church that um, was not Baptist, where you were just kind of almost taught that you were um, saved as, as long as you believed it. But I don't know that I really truthfully understood it or believed it until I started going to church at Grandview.
5: Trunk retreat was like the main entrance for us into the church. We started to meet some of the folks that attended regularly.
6: Um, we noticed that they had a children's academy, and uh, so we decided to go ahead and give it a try and dive right in.
7: They started going to school here, and you know we kept talking about how friendly people were, and... The kids were doing great in school, and we were, I think, looking for a church that was like, like a home for our family.
5: And then as Summer got more involved in choir and um, different outreaches that Grandview offers, it was easier to come back in and go uh, full attendance.
8: We sat in church,
0: and long behold we looked over at each other, and this is, we just know this is where we're going to be.
4: This is for us and we've been looking for a church and I think we found
8: it and we' we haven't left since we started right
4: you know
5: when we just first decided to come to a service we showed up and I mean immediately I mean they talk about it every single service about you know welcoming new people and um, you know we filled out one of the, the welcome cards and like within a week pastor layman was at our door with a box of cookies and
9: then in April, um, I got saved. And in June, you got saved, right? And then in September, we got baptized together.
5: I got saved on March 13th of 2022. When we were at the church, um, we'd been going at this point every Sunday since October. Pastor Layman and Pastor Mutchler had always said, you know, if anyone in the crowd feels like they're ready to make that next step, that next commitment, you know, feel free to come up to the stage and we'll have that discussion and we can uh, help you with that matter. One morning I had gone up there and Pastor Mutchler had met me and I told him that I wanted to be saved and he helped me with that procedure and asked Jesus to be my savior.
0: Well, wasn't that great? We're thankful for those who accepted Christ as their Savior. And perhaps maybe you're sitting there today saying, that was my story too. We want to hear that from you. If you could come and share that with us tonight. In fact, uh, we're going to recognize you if you can do that. uh, We want to just praise the Lord and celebrate all those who have given their life to Christ this year. May I say, I think we can see from that that we just want to keep on continuing to declare the gospel this year. But second of all, we see that Paul also connected through the gospel. The Bible says in verse 21, and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch. Not only did Paul declare the gospel, but he taught many people about the gospel and what the gospel would do and transform his life. And many people want a shortcut with God. They simply want the guidance that God or His Word offers, but they oftentimes don't want the guide. However, we know that guidance is just not enough. We must accept the guide, Jesus Christ, in our life. And I'm thankful this morning that Jesus Christ kept knocking on my door. I grew up in church all my life, but it wasn't until I was a 10-year-old boy till I finally answered that knock. Oftentimes, maybe you've wanted to go somewhere, and maybe you didn't know how to get there. And there's a story about a young man who asked a gentleman, how do I get to this certain place? And the gentleman said, oh, that's uh, it's not that easy, but I can show you. And he started writing a detailed map. And after several minutes, the map was so complex that the young man could, was obviously perturbed. And finally, the older gentleman said, hey. He says, I'm going that way. I'll, I'll go with you. And so the young man was instantly at ease. He had no idea how to get where he was going, but he knew he would get there because of the step-by-step of the guide. May I encourage you this morning that once we accept Christ as our Savior, we need someone to help us in that process of getting us where we need to go, do we not? I'm thankful this morning Paul says, I'm not just going to tell you about the gospel, but I want to teach you about the things of God. Second Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and righteousness. And here at Grandview, we understand the benefit of connecting people to guide and help people on their faith journey. We have a Sunday school curriculum for our children through the Sunday school ministry. We have adult connection groups for the adults. We have ladies Bible study that meets every week. We have men's breakfast. Last year, we were able to start three different connection groups. And we're thankful for the Sword of the Spirit class. And we're thankful for the New Bereans. And our class had just gotten started, our homeowners, but it has more than doubled, almost tripled this year. And we want to continue to keep reaching people. Through the adult connection groups in Sunday school this year, Brother Mutchler, our former pastor, will be starting a brand new class called Teachers of the Word. I have a vision to maybe help start a few other classes this year. Why? Because we want to continue to teach and train those people who have accepted the gospel because we declared it. To him, Exodus eighteen twenty says, and "Thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws, and shalt show them the way wherein they must walk and the work they must do." Deuteronomy 6, 7, thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down and when thou risest up. We thank God that we teach our children and teenagers through our chosen generation, through our VBS program in the summer, through our honors, through our summer blasts, through Grandview Kids, through the Grandview Christian Academy. We're thankful for our school administrator who works so diligently to make sure the gospel and the word of God is taught every day and our schools we want to enforce it in the home and we want to have the tools for the parents to be able to go home and teach and train their children as well and the way they should go this is why we started the starting point the bible says in verse 21 they returned where they were persecuted for the gospel paul and silas go back to the very cities where they are persecuted and lystra paul healed a lame man but then was stoned Little did he know that young Timothy was watching as he got that stoning. And young Timothy decided there's something different about that man. I want the faith of that man. I think of Paul going back to Iconium, where he had to flee earlier because they attempted to stone him. I think of Antioch of Poseidon. Paul preached the gospel in that very synagogue and was expelled from the region. Yet these men were, knew the dangers they faced in returning to these cities. Yet they believed that they had a responsibility to encourage these new converts. If you look at a map, it would be much quicker to go from Derby straight to Antioch when they were done with the journey. But Paul says, no, no, no. We're not going to go the easy way. We're going to go back to each of these cities and make sure these people have been taught correctly and have been grounded in their faith. And that's why this year we begin the starting point. We wanted to help find a system, if you will, a process that helped us plug as many holes as possible so nobody slipped through the cracks. This year we had over 120 adults attended Grandview Connection or Starting Point, and not including children, just adults. Over half of them joined the church. We had over 52 families join the church this year. Many follow the Lord in baptism. And may I say, that is what Paul and Silas did. They weren't content in just declaring the gospel. They wanted to teach and they wanted to go after people and follow up and exhort them. Exhorting means to call to one side, to summon. The Bible says uh, in, in Acts 15 and Acts 16 and 18 that Paul visited these people again and again and again. 1 Timothy 4.13 says, Till I come give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. What is exhortation? The purpose of encouraging them and spiritual growth. Exhorters are those who help those Christians who are floundering in the faith. And I'm thankful today that many people who are floundering helped discover their life's purpose because someone took the time to follow up on them and help plug them in and love on them. Rather than say you should begin reading the Psalms every day, an exhorter is someone who says, let's study the Bible together. Let's take an ownership of someone and say, hey, let me help you personally. Once again, I want us to see some testimonies of some people whose lives were impacted and changed because of this very thing.
5: In the first Sunday that I came with Sawyer by myself, uh, Pastor Lehman noticed that I was having a few Issues And so he actually came to the back and showed me that there was a nursery within the church. I walk over and he says, well, if you're comfortable with leaving Sawyer here, you know, we can finish up a church session. We can go to a home builder's class. And I looked in and, you know, you have your concerns. It's like, I don't know anybody here yet. So trying to drop your kid off at the nursery, you know, it's like trying to figure that out. What did my wife think? Because it was just Sawyer and I that morning. I let Sawyer stay there and... Lo and behold, he had the best time of his life. He got to meet other kids, play with other kids.
6: I signed up for the softball league and got to know everybody and how nice everyone was.
5: You know, Summer kept on saying, I want to get baptized, I want to get baptized. And I just, for some reason, I was scared and just kind of trying to put it off. And so then when Chris came, I think we got all baptized at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then we became a member, I
9: believe, that same day. We're with the lively group, with the abundant life. Um, class, and we really like it. It's
4: great fellowship, Uh, good food. It was the food. (laughs) (laughs) Not really, (laughs) but the food was good.
3: (laughs) But we never really done a Sunday school uh, fellowship type of class before, Mm -mm. and it's been really enjoyable.
2: I just came to the class and got to meet some really wonderful people, and the teaching was, at that time, on the Old Testament, learning about Daniel. And I just felt connected and realized that I wanted to make Grandview my home. Justin really finds a, a lesson that he can teach on that's something like we might, in a few weeks, we're going to think back, hey, we spoke about this.
7: I think the consistency of Sunday school, where you're not able to be anonymous like you might be in, a, in during your regular sermon, that that has um, made an impact in my prayer life.
6: Definitely helped set the mood for the for the church day. Pastor Lehman, he's the one who invited us
4: to the starting point class. Basically, there's no pressure involved. He right. just uh, sits at the class, they explain a few things to you. And there's no commitment uh, needed at the time. It's just an explanation of how the church operates. We may not have been officially members yet, but as new um, people of the congregation,
6: it was very helpful because it uh, gave us an insight of the basics of how the church got started, its humble beginnings,
2: what we believe, what the Baptist Church is all about, also gave me a good way to take an assessment to learn where my
7: spiritual gifts are
6: at. Um, We really love the fact that we study the King James Bible and everything that we deal with is the words of God.
7: Since we started coming here, I get to drive the kids to school in the morning, but also we're driving them to Sunday school on Sunday. It gives us an opportunity for them to talk about what they either learned the day before or the the Sunday before. We didn't really have that before, and it's really like opened up like incredibly deep conversations as a family that we just didn't have an excuse to have before
2: and I've been very very blessed and no this is where God has me
0: That's your story this morning. Maybe you also was touched by a starting point class or adult connection group or Sunday school. We want to hear about that as well and we'll celebrate that tonight. But I'm thankful today that someone declared the gospel to these people, and I'm thankful today that they're willing to help get them plugged in. And how many people have you walked by maybe that are feeling the same way? Don't know where to go, don't know what to do, don't know anybody. And if we just took a moment and spent some time with them, what a difference that could make. See, Paul was willing to declare the gospel and to teach and to instruct, but he was also willing to disciple the new believers in the gospel. The Bible says in verse 22, exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. He risked this journey to go and to help ground people and continue in the faith. Salvation is a miracle of a moment, but discipleship is the process of, of a lifetime and second Timothy two two says in the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also and that 's why we disciple here at our church we believe it's very important it 's a journey of a lifetime, yes, but we take a, a curriculum if you will, for fourteen weeks, and we have a foundational groundwork we lay, and we use a continue book and this year through our continued discipleship 36 new converts were able to go through this curic- curriculum and be discipled. We're going to celebrate that tonight. And if you are a part of the discipleship program or you finish, we have a certificate for you. We're looking forward to that. But I want to encourage us that discipleship does way more than just help the person hearing it, it helps the person who is teaching it to them. It also helps you build a relationship with them and a bond with them. Helps you develop friendships. Some of the greatest friends I have today, we were not friends until we started discipleship, and it was amazing. We may have been friendly toward each other, but after that discipleship time, how close our hearts were knit together. And I want to encourage us today to continue to disciple through our foreign exchange students many of them got to not only accept Christ but got to learn and grow and be grounded in the word of God our unlike un, our unlocked teen discipleship but Derek took countless teens of ours in our, in our Christian school through that, uh, our sixth graders. We had Awana and Summer Blast, our Grandview Kids program, where right now they're being discipled in class. We have our youth group on Wednesday evenings, our young adult conference that Brother Cameron started, and many young adults were able to come all over the area and help them get grounded a little bit. They've done several things in the GAP class to help disciple them. We have Grandview Christian Academy, we've had an increase. Increase in students, many families being reached. And I feel like one of the greatest discipleship programs of our church is our school and helping those children become grounded in their faith as well as learn and grow in their math and English and so forth. I think one of the most exciting things, though, was our family center that we were able to start raising money for. We were able to hit our goal of over $2 million this year. Truly is a miracle of God. There's no way that was humanly possible in our minds. But God made sure it happened. I want to encourage you today to continue to be faithful and giving toward that. I imagine when that building's built, there's going to be a playground structure in there and that will be an area where younger families who have children that don't have babysitters maybe or don't have a place to drop off their kids, they can play there while they're being discipled, the parents. I believe God's going to use that building to disciple more than ever before. And I want to encourage you to be faithful and you're giving towards that. Maybe today you wonder, what does discipleship really do? How does it impact people? Well, I want you to hear some testimonies of how discipleship impacted some people this year.
5: We're one month into the discipleship program now, and it's a 14-week long program. What an incredible program. It's so
6: in-depth. It goes through every aspect of the Christian walk.
7: It walks you through the Bible um, and just different aspects of your faith apologetics
4: we're still new to this so the bible reading we're kind of like in the beginning of it and so it just kind of brings everything together a lot of this is new to me and so really
5: understanding like how the bible's written and putting the grounding stuff in front of my knowledge is important to help me grow as a christian
7: you hear like that's in the bible but it's different to actually like see it
5: we we meet with a
6: pastor layman on wednesday nights it's usually about uh, 45 minutes to an hour long He's not afraid to uh, answer any questions we have, which I have a lot.
3: With people that you can fellowship with and spend time with that, um, you know, can answer questions
9: for you, pray with you, uh, and be a really good support system for you. For me, it's kind of connecting the dots, um, and it's giving me a better understanding. Instead of only running to God when
7: things are bad, it was more a hunger for it on a daily basis. You can feel safe to show up and not know anything at all or have already been a Christian for a period of time. The way that
3: you have people in your corner just checking in with you, how's your week going, praying for you, um, it's definitely one of the big things that you get out of the discipleship program is just having a closer bond with the people that you go through that with.
6: I work in a very bad part of Portland. It made me angry because it affected You know, my job, with the high theft, it affects our pay in a way, because we get smaller bonuses, and it's helped calm me, it's helped me be more relaxed. You know, these people need help, and it'd be nice to help them, you know, and if you can, maybe give them a track.
9: Since I've become a new Christian and walk with God, um, I worry less and pray a lot more, and that's an inner peace that I've never had before.
0: I'm a warrior and um, there was so much good information that just reminded
6: me how important it is to just give it to the Lord. And it's helped me um, regroup and refocus myself as the leader of my house and as the father and the husband and
9: everything like that. And we've been married for 38 years and we've always had a good relationship. But I think it's strengthened our relationship.
4: Yeah, definitely brought us closer. Yes. It's definitely turned the Bible into
6: our steering wheel as opposed to our spare wheel. Right now I'm going through the book with my father and I'm hoping to do it with my brothers as well. And I would encourage anybody who is either new or currently strong in their faith to check it out.
1: voices
5: once again and sing that chorus. Words are on the screen. Let's sing that together once again. Ready? What he's done, what he's done. All the glory and the honor to the Son. My sins are forgiven. I praise God for what He's done.
0: Well, maybe that's your story. Maybe you'd like to uh, maybe get involved in discipleship as someone who presents it. Uh, Brother Munch will be starting a new class in a couple weeks that's going to be going through the discipleship program and also instructing on how to present it. Or maybe you say, uh, I'd love to go through that. Uh, In the back on the welcome desk, there's some cards you can write out and sign your name and put it in a little box back there. And we'd love to take you through that program. I think judging by the testimonies this year, we see we're going to continue, continue to disciple. We see last of all, though, Paul continued to help people claim the gospel. And what I mean by that is verse 23, and when they had ordained them, elders in every church and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. You see, Paul didn't want them just to hear the gospel. He didn't want just them just to be grounded in the gospel. He didn't want them just to be discipled. He wanted them to claim it and be willing to help share the gospel, help be a part of the great commission. And the last point this morning is simply that may we as a church be a part of this, not just say, I'm a part of a church. That felt great. Look what our church is doing. But may we be the part that makes it happen. We see the Bible says he commended. That means committing. They ordained them with elders, with prayer and fasting. They commended them to the Lord and the main reason why they risked their lives to go back to these very areas that they had gotten persecuted was so that they could help organize the church's leadership. They wanted to get these believers organized with leaders who could help them grow. I know that churches grow. You know that churches grow under spirit-led leaders with laypersons and pastors. And with God's help, I want to continue to assist and equip the saints with raising up and investing and training our next generation of leaders. First Corinthians twelve twenty-eight. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, government, diversity of tongues. You say, well, how are we going to do that? What's something practical that we can do... Well, our ushers have a packet they are going to get together at this time and get ready to give out. Ushers, as soon as you have them, you can start to do it. But we're going to go through this packet here in just a second. But there's a way, a plan I believe we have, where we can, as individuals, help take that next step and help to claim it, if you will. And uh, we see inside the packet, as they come forward, uh, several things I want to uh, make mention to you. As I uh, uh, mentioned just a few minutes ago, uh, Brother Mutch will be starting a a new class Going to help train uh, discipleship, the teachers of the word. We also have what's going to be called uh, level up. This will be every last Sunday of e- night of every month. So the next one will be that last Sunday in January. We're going to have what's called level up. This is practical teaching. Men, go ahead and get started there. Uh, Practical teaching and training for everyday needs. There will be 12 different uh, um, uh, modules and two different sessions you can choose to go to. This will help you personally grow. This will also help you practically be able to minister better. Sessions include how to help the hurting, uh, balancing ministry in the home, apologetics, how to study the Bible, how to be a better teen to your parents, uh, we have how to get plugged into ministry, how do I get kids to listen, how to prepare a Bible lesson, how to connect with someone at the door, personal evangelism, and all of these things will be given and we'll have 12 different sessions 11 different or 10 different months, I believe. So we're going to have 120 different sessions that you can choose to be a part of with the purpose of where you're at in your life, helping you go to that next step in your life. And I want to encourage you today to already start praying about joining us that Sunday night. Maybe you typically don't attend the Sunday night service for a variety of reasons. I want to encourage you to come. I also want to encourage you to see if maybe there's someone that could be helped. Maybe someone you know is hurting. You could bring them to that session. Maybe someone you know has been struggling in their Bible reading and they want to know how to study the Bible. Maybe someone you know is struggling with getting their kids to listen. Maybe they're having a hard time. There's This is also an outreach opportunity as well. So this is our level up. We also have our ladies service ministry. I mentioned that already. But maybe you'd like to be a part of helping and assisting our missionaries, our shut-ins, our college students. There's also what we have level up and soul winning outreach. We have several ways that you can take some steps into your ministry. And uh, if we could quiet it down up there, please. Thank you. And uh, we have pray for an area and hang door hangers invites on doors, pass out five tracks throughout the week, knock on doors, inviting people to church, share the gospel and inviting them to trust Christ for salvation and take a Christian through continued discipleship. And so I want to encourage you to maybe be a part of getting the gospel out and how we can do it. We try to put it in stages of maybe someone who you're brand new at doing this, how you can do this on your personal level, maybe on a a day-to-day basis or a part of our regular outreach. We also have in here one of the most exciting things. Of course, many of you have been waiting for the plans of our family center. We have them here, a copy for those. You can look through them and see all that God has planned for the building next door. We'll talk about that more on our business meeting on Wednesday night. But we're excited about what God is doing there and wanted to share that with you. And we also have a calendar of our main events you can take advantage of, and a pen. Of course, you need a pen, okay? And so you'll be able to enjoy all those things. I want to encourage us today. The Bible says in verse 24, And after they had passed through Poseidon, they came to Pamphylia, and when they had preached the word in Perga, they went down into Italia. What did Paul and Barnabas do after they go back to these very areas that they had been persecuted in? They are willing to go do the hard thing. If they would have gone straight from Lish, from Derby to Antioch, or if they would have taken even the easy roundabout path established by Roman roads, they could have made a much easier path. But instead, if you look at these cities, you'll see they had to go through the Kestros Valley, one of the most difficult areas to go, a dangerous area to go, but they were willing to do it because they wanted to reach that area for Christ. And I want to encourage us to not take the easy route, not just take an easy uh, uh, uh observance but may we take a next step in our, in our in our observance role to actually becoming more involved i know everyone comes from different backgrounds you've had different history maybe you have you've had a different levels i get that but i hope as a church today we can decide i want to be a part of this continue i want to see what god can do in my life this year I'm thankful for our site churches in Gresham and Woodburn and Peru and Alaska continue to reach this area for Christ. We'll hear from some of them tonight. But may we continue to keep on declaring, keep on connecting, keep on discipling, and keep on claiming. Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. Maybe there's someone here that would say, you know what, Pastor Justin, several minutes ago. go. You talked about the gospel of Jesus Christ. You talked about Jesus Christ coming, being crucified, and being willing to die on the cross for my sins. You talked about how we're all sinners. I know that's true. I've sinned in my life. But I'll be honest with you, I've never come to that realization that I need a Savior. May I encourage you today to decide that I want Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. With heads bowed and eyes closed, how many say, Pastor Justin, that's me? I want to know for sure I'm going to heaven. If that's you, we you just lift your hand real quick. I want to pray for you. I'll scan the auditorium quickly. Anybody today? I don't want to leave them. I see that hand. God bless you. Anybody else this morning? If that's you, just say something like this in your heart: "Say, dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know I deserve to go to hell." And I don't want to go there. Please come to my heart and take me to heaven when I die. Thank you, Jesus. I believe and trust in you and accept you into my heart. I repent of my way of thinking. And I want you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. With heads bowed and eyes closed, how many say, Pastor Justin, I just prayed that prayer. For the first time, I invited Jesus in my life. If that's you, will you slip up your hand real quick? I want to rejoice with you. God bless you. God bless you. I want us to see this morning, if you can look up at me one last time, how claiming the gospel changed some people's lives this year and how it can change yours.
3: I think for me, we went to Grandview for a really long time. Um, He was serving in the Basketball, poop it up, and I wasn't. And I have just felt really like, I don't know, incomplete. Chuck asked us about helping out with Iwana, and um, Nate's really busy all the time, and he was kind of like, mm, and I'm like, I'll help you. Let's do it. I'll help you. I'll go with you. So we um, started serving in Awana and yes, you're tired, but every time we go there, we're like, that was fun. That was really fun.
2: One of the things I really felt that needed to change and this again was the prompting I know of the Lord was to get involved plug in and serve.
4: So it first started with BBS Vacation Bible School. Um, we wanted to get involved and so we kind of volunteered and uh, we ended up working to uh, jump houses outside. We made a screen out of a, a cloth and everything else and we did puppets.
6: Nobody can see us, we just had puppets and that's how we got started in children's ministry.
3: So I work in the nursery once a month and that's really fun. I quite enjoy it.
6: We decided to do the petting zoo with Pastor. And then we loved it so much, we went home and we were talking about how we could do it better next yeah. year. <laughs> I've helped, you know,
5: trailer things over to the picnic that we have at the local park and I've helped Justin set up things for his house when he ha- wants to have the Awana class at his house. And then that led into um, Truck or Treat. That was our first. <laughs>
9: that was a big one. <laughs> uh,
5: I got my dad to come to, to
3: Yeah. Stay. Um I've never been to church with my dad, so that was like a big this last Saturday, I
2: actually, for the first time, went and actually got to knock on doors. I was the
9: silent person. Um, well, I actually led my mom to Christ, who um, is turning 80 in another couple weeks. Her response was, I wanted to go where you were going. And I said, well, I'm going to heaven, Jesus. Well, I want to go
6: with you. Colby's going to be having us help with some of the AV stuff during uh during sermon next year. So that's going to be fun to learn some of that.
2: I got to lead all three of my grandsons
3: to the Lord. I think part of serving, though, is just uh, getting used to doing things that are a little outside your comfort zone, especially if you're not raised in the church.
0: You know, I think service is really, it's humbled us, um, you know, because we've been able to invest our time into other people. So the worries, you know, when we're in the hustle and bustle and we're worrying about ourselves, now we're more concerned about other people and the way they're living and what they're going through. And so, There's been times where we've helped people out financially, we've helped them get groceries, we've invested more emotion into other people because we've been serving and we've seen that side of things. Amen. If we could stand our feet at this time. Um, I want to invite our staff, uh, school and church staff to come forward at this time, our deacons. We're going to have a time of corporate prayer. And if you'll just come and maybe kneel at the, maybe you want to bring your spouse with you, if you want to come in time and and pray, and I want to invite our church to come forward. Maybe you say, you know, I want to pray this year that I can be a part. I want to declare the gospel. I want to uh, 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 connect people with the gospel. I want to continue discipleship. I want to continue uh, acclaiming. I want to help. And this is inviting everyone to come forward if you'd like to be a part of the vision this year and say, you know, that's me. I want to pray as a church together that God will help me. Maybe you'd like to in your pew. That's fine. But just take a minute maybe and just spend some time in prayer today. I want to encourage us as a church to pray that God will meet with us. Maybe you'd like to join those who've come forward. I sure appreciate their willingness to do that. Let's be a church that decides that we're going to continue. We're going to continue. We're going to continue what we've done, and we don't want to just be a part of it. We want to be the part that makes it happen this morning. continue to pray i want to ask our our former pastor and our visionary for all these years who's now passed on the baton i'm going to ask brother mutchler to uh, close us out in a word of prayer this morning
8: let's bow our heads for a word of prayer heavenly father we thank you for the vision that's been set forth and lord i Pray that your mighty hand of blessing would continue to rest upon this church, its people, and its dear pastor and his family. And, Lord, as we follow his leadership, I know that you have great and mighty things to do through all of us. And, Lord, we confess we're just vessels, but what an amazing thing you can do through vessels that are yielded to you. And, Lord, that's our heart's prayer this morning, that our lives would be so yielded to you that you could use each and every one of us this year to make a difference for the cause of Christ throughout this area, in our own families, in our own circle of friends. And Lord, I know that you will be honored by that, and it would bring glory to your Son, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we ask for your blessing, your help that we might be that vessel to be used of you. And we pray this, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. Amen.
0: Amen. Tonight, if you'll look later on in the passage, you'll see that Paul and Silas gave a report to the church in Antioch. And that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to give a report. And uh, we have grown by a 100 in the Sunday school from last year to this year. And we're going to kind of share a little bit of testimonies, how that happened how each individual life was changed. I hope you'll be able to be able to come here tonight and be a part of that. If you could be seated, we have one last video to share for you. It's our next video, and you'll be able to be up to date on what's going on. Good morning and thank you for joining us today. We hope this morning's vision service was a blessing to you. Join us tonight at 5 for a celebration service of all that God has done in the past year and there will be a charcuterie
1: fellowship to follow. The annual business meeting will be this Wednesday, January 18th, following the 7 p.m. service. In this meeting, the 2023 budget will be explained and voted on, and it will also cover the deacons on rotation. Brother
8: Mike Muchler here. I want to come before you because we are starting a brand new adult class here at Grandview Baptist Church. I've been asked by Pastor Lehman to start this class, and it's going to be entitled Teachers of the Word. And it's going to be a little different because I'm not going to be lecturing. Everyone in the class is going to be a participant. We are going to be sharing truths from God's Word. And we're going to start by going through the discipleship program that we use here at Grandview Baptist Church called the Continue Book. And you'll have a brand new book, and we'll go through these 14 lessons. It will take a long time to get through, but we will literally be teaching everyone to be teachers of the Word and not just a student. The Bible says, When for the time ye ought to be teachers. So everyone will participate. I hope that you will be a part of this new class that's starting on the last Sunday of September. And it's going to be a wonderful time. We'll have food. We'll have fellowship. We're not asking for a lot of people from other classes to come. Maybe a few. But we're looking to build this off brand new people to Grandview Baptist Church. Or if you are not in a connection class, we invite you because we believe it will be a great class where you'll grow and not just learn, but learn how to teach God's word.
7: We have an exciting new addition to our Grandview Ladies' Ministry. Starting January 18th, we will be offering a new opportunity for you to serve. Our goals are to focus on ministering to our church's shut-ins, encouraging our college students while they are away from home, as well as ministering to all the missionaries we are currently supporting. The Ladies' Service Ministry will meet the third Wednesday of the month from 1 to 3 p.m. We will be meeting at the Forest Creek Park Lodge, which is only a half a mile, away from the church. There will be a potluck lunch, so bring a dish to share. We'll have a short devotion, as well as a drawing for door prizes. Children are most definitely welcome to attend with you. If you are interested, please add your name to the sign-up sheet at the welcome desk. I hope to see you there on January 18th.
0: Realm is our church database system that allows us to share announcements, information, and Sunday school communications. If you
5: have not yet gotten access to Realm, stop by the welcome desk following the service for questions about signing up.
7: If this is your first or second time here, we want to answer your questions
2: and get to know you. Please fill out the Connect card in the pew in front of you and bring it to guest services
3: as you exit the auditorium. We
2: would love to meet you and you will receive a gift card. Have a great afternoon and we'll see you tonight at 5.
0: God bless you. You are dismissed.